you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. I'm going to make a statement, and uh, it may or may not blow your mind. All I ask of you is when I say it, don't think of the first thing that comes to mind. Don't allow assumptions to come between us, okay? I want you to truly hear me. I'm going to make a statement. You ready? I'm dangerous. <laughs> Did you hear me? I am dangerous. You heard me? Okay. Uh, I said it in one of our last conversations, but I didn't get to really dig my nails in it the way that I wanted to. But uh, I have arrived uh, to this season in my life that has me popping my collar a little differently, me holding my shoulders in a different stance, me walking a walk that ain't just about me talking, I, like I'm actually doing what I said I'm going to do, okay? Um, that I'm walking around and I'm holding those accountable who want to be held accountable. Uh, I'm not the friend that you're going to just be able to talk to me about the same things that you was talking about a, a season or two ago or just complain and, and, and think I'm just going to be on board to hear you complain like I'm at a concert. Uh, it, I'm not paying attention to anything for free that's not going to be fruitful okay uh if you want to call anybody in your phone just to vent uh probably want to choose someone else because at the end of that I'm going to ask you can I give you my perspective because I'm all about some somebody getting something off their chest I'm not okay with someone just wanting to dump and then um, move right along so what we going to do with what you just dumped off okay um are you dumping because you want to go ahead and Throw, empty your purse, your emo emotional purse on the table so that you can sort through. Because I'll sit there and just be emotional support if you want me to just watch you kind of, you know, this doesn't belong in my purse anymore. Oh, this is why it was so heavy. However you wanted to manage it. But if you just wanted to dump your purse out to then go back and pack your purse the same exact way and think that you're going to call me every time to be present at that table, you're going to have to choose another table mate. <laughs> because at this point, I'm all about walking in our power, okay? And while I understand that everyone is walking at a different pace in a different place in their life, what I refuse to do is leave you the same if you come across my lane. Listen, I'm on Dr. Seuss flow. Flow with me. I didn't even know I was going to rhyme. That's just how, <laughs> that's how the Holy Spirit is, is, is doing the elite grandbaby in me, okay? Let's just keep flowing. But my thing is this. I'm tired of being a wimp in the spirit. You understand? Like at this point, I'm gang gang for the kingdom. <laughs> like I'm not even, I can't, I can't walk this thing out in such a flimsy way. And I'm reading things and I, I, it's telling me how powerful I am. And I'm seeing what God did for certain people in the Bible. And I'm even seeing real life examples of people walking the streets. And then I'm going to return back to my natural programming, to my natural life and just be a, a, a wimp. In the streets of, of my life, I can't do it. I, listen, I can't do it no more. And I don't know exactly when it happened. I can't give you the particular coordinates. All I can tell you is that when it comes to my life, stop playing with me. <laughs> you understand? And that's not directed to anyone but everyone at the same time. You understand? Like, particularly, I'm talking about the uh, the kingdom of darkness. I'm dangerous. 
I'm dangerous. I look at the prior versions of me, and I'm like, woo, try me like that now. <laughs> Bruh, try me like that now. Enemy had me thinking I was in a financial rut at some point in my life. You know, I'm all alone. Nobody don't want to help me. How come How come I keep picking people who I'm giving them my all, but then when I need them, nobody's there? Whether it was friendships, whether it was a family I continue to speak with, whether it was intimate relationships, how come? Had me even at one time looking at God like, why did you even make me? Did you make me to be a punching bag for other people? I don't understand. Had me going through several seasons of my life, just extremely frustrated all the time, trying to squeeze out joy from anything. And the joy that I was able to produce landed in a phrase of, well, it could be worse. It's not that bad. Letting the doctors tell me whatever about my condition and just accepting it. You know, taking these pills, taking that pill. You know, all they said, blah, blah, blah. And the more that I heard, the more defeated I felt. But you know what? It runs in my family. And then being scared of what I could possibly look forward to because, you know, that ran in your family. And then your, your grandma died from that. <laughs> and your mother died from that. And so there was the emotional torment and the mental torment of health-wise of what I could look forward to because I didn't know the power that I had to rebuke exactly. Exactly that. Bruh, try me now. <laughs> like, on, on gang, try me now. I am dangerous. And I hope you hear me beating my chest because that's how I feel in these streets. How dare I allow the enemy to persuade me to believe anything adverse to what God told me. How dare I be Eve in the spirit? I know what God said, but the enemy's making me see things differently than what God said. That is very Eden mindset, okay? Try me now, bruh. And it got to the point that it was certain seasons that I didn't even want to say anything because... You know, if you speak it, you may mess it up. I don't even want to give the enemy. The, let me explain something to you. The enemy don't got no power. Bruh, I'm not scared of nobody that got to ask somebody else for permission to be bad in my life. <laughs> like, what? Sir, sir, sir. Listen, he has no power. But he had to go to the uh, court's kingdom and was like, um... How y'all doing? Got guys on the drink. God was like, what are you here for, bro? Like, bro, what you want? Like, you need a dollar? Like, what's up? He was like, no, nah, I was just going to and fro. <clears throat> to and fro on the um earth that you made. And I was just trying to see who I can torment. I just, mm -mm. oh, you need some help? Did you try my um my servant, Job? Job? Man, he... <laughs> I can't get to him. You got a whole hedge of protection. You got all these different things. Like, how am I supposed to get to Buddy? He was like, oh, I'll take my hand off of it. It's nothing. <laughs> like, you can try him. Oh, you'll do that for me, Lord? Sure. You the enemy. Like, go ahead and do enemy-like things. <laughs> I'll give you the access, make the playing field, you know, fair, so you won't feel like, I, you know, I got home team advantage. Um, Go out there, do your thing, and then let's just see what's going to happen. You Oh, you came back because you failed? Okay, why? What happened? I, I bet if you um, I bet if you did this, that, and the third, he wouldn't. Okay, well, here's the thing: you can go do enemy like things, okay? But the one thing you can't do, you can't touch his life. 
Like, yeah, I, because I told you what you can and cannot do. Bro, imagine me being afraid of someone who's giving um, directives on what he can and cannot do in my life. And the Bible says that it all works according to God's plan. And it all comes together to work out for me. So if he allowed him access to any front door, that's because God has several different doors that I can get out of this situation and come up on top. Like, why well, I'm afraid of you. You need permission. You know, the enemy comes to steal, kill, destroy, but he needs permission. And if he was giving the access, that's because God's going to go ahead and give you the elevation out of this for success. Okay? But try me now. I'm not afraid to speak nothing. Okay? I'm, well, you know, um, you get to the top and then, you know, more, le bigger levels, bigger devils. Who told y'all that? And, and let me explain something to you. I'm not playing that game with my words. I'm not creating anything with my words that I don't want to see manifested in my life, period. I'm not going to plant what I don't want to see. So if I don't want to see that, I'm not going to speak that. Because God showed me the first relationship and the first power he wanted me to see when I opened up Genesis is whatever you speak, shall you shall see. So if I don't want to see bigger levels, I'm not speaking that. Everything that God gives me, every assignment that he puts me to, every task that he trusts me with, I am going to succeed far beyond my level of experience, far beyond the level that I've been on this green and blue muddy earth, and far beyond any other accolade or teaching mechanism or degree that could ever propel me forward. If God assigned me to it, I'm going to tap back into my spiritual inkling and the way that the Holy Spirit is going to tutor me through this thing. And I'm going to do it with excellence to the point that it's going to look, dare I say, easy. The only thing that does not make a situation easy is that nine times out of 10, you probably got it before you were prepared or ready for it. That's it. That you got it before you were 100% prepared for it. But the thing about it is God gives you something and the Holy Spirit already has all the preparation that you need, right? And so you can get into a situation and all you got to do is just lean on the direction of the Holy Spirit and you'll make it out that thing like you've been preparing for all your life. And it will amaze not only people, but it will shock you to be like, bro, can I say something? Wow. <laughs> like, I had no idea. Here I am thinking I had to get this many years under my belt, and bro, I'm leaps and bounds. Like, I didn't know I was going to make it to this level of my career just yet. I didn't know that out of the blue, people were just going to come out the woodworks and start blessing me and believing in this thing that, low-key, I'm still afraid of my own little gifting. But you know what? Y'all see something. Listen, keep seeing it. God's giving you that vision to go ahead and, and help me manifest this thing that he's given me in my heart. So, I mean, you will start seeing things that you're like, seriously? Wow, God. I want you to live a wow God life. Wow. W-O-W. -W. Wow. Walk on water. Wow. Walk on water. Wow. I want you to live a wow life where it looks to the point like in and of itself, I could not walk on this water. 
but wow, God, what I can do when I, when I make you my focus. Wow, God, what I can do when I actually tune everything out, the winds and the waves, and just start walking toward you. Wow, God, when I leave behind people on the boat that don't believe like me. Wow, God, let me explain something to you. I'm dangerous. You feel me? Yeah, I'm on one. I'm not going to hold you. Because at this juncture in my life, it's really getting to the point that it's like, look, either you're going to keep operating the way that you were and keep getting what you was getting, or you're going to do something different, really understand who God is, really understand how he operates in your life, really understand the power that he gave you, and really start walking this thing out so you can start looking around and going, wow. You know how dangerous that person is for the kingdom? That a doctor can say whatever they want. You already know how this thing works out. You can prescribe me what you want. I'm going to the natural route if that's what I feel the Holy Spirit is prompting me to do. You can say and do what you want. Oh, that bill came up? Oh, okay. Listen, looking up at the Lord in the heavens and being like, the Bible says that nothing is a surprise to you. If it's a surprise to me, it should be. I I can't foretell all the things that's going to happen in the next 15 minutes. So it very much should be a surprise to me. But the comfort should come from the fact that uh, you have the comforter in your life, and it wasn't a shock to your father. So you looking up like, oh, so you already saw that, which means if you allowed it, then you already made a way for it. Finance. You You scared about some money? What? You nervous about something not working out financially and your daddy created the essence of an economic system? Like, are you serious? No. Do what you're supposed to do with money, a.k.a. make sure you're tithing. Don't steal from God, okay? Or the world will steal from you. Have a nice day. You'll, you'll never be able You'll feel like a hole is in your pocket. Don't steal from God. Have a nice day. That's between you and the Lord. You work it out in your time. You need to tithe. If you don't go to church, you find a church, you go on somebody's podcast something you find somebody's online something and they always have an option for you to give on their online you ask the holy spirit where would you like me to give this money and you give you make sure that thing is not in your account do you understand me okay so then when you do what you're supposed to do with money step one is tithe and step two is making sure that you take care of your household before you do anything else that you want to do as long as you are doing what you are supposed to do with money then after that, God got to go ahead and make sure you're good. Now, let's not make caviar dreams with, uh, you know, family dollar money. You know, <laughs> let's not do that. But you can keep the caviar dreams in your heart as you are accepting what's currently on your level. But we don't settle there. Accepting and settling is two different things. That's the word right there. Shall we go into that? You can accept the fact that, mm, yeah, this is my temporal situation. But I'm not settling here for now. I will accept the fact that I can't walk yet and that I need, you know, um, a stroller as a young baby. Okay. And that I'm probably going to need this walker thing and all these. Yeah, I will accept the temporal situation of this. But um, I'm not going to settle. Like, this is just going to be my life. Like, this is just it. 
no, my, my shoulders won't lose this posture because I know that everything is temporal. Every situation in your life is literally the next step, the next Lego piece, the next puzzle piece that you needed for the bigger picture of your life. Literally, you are only going through it because it's something that you need in this particular stage for where God ultimately wants you to be. That's literally all it is. So you decide, and I said it to you before, but it's worth repeating. You decide how long you're going to be in that state emotionally. However, God wants to navigate you through that. And however, you're supposed to get through that. Uh, 50% is on you. Because what the Holy Spirit just reminded me of right now, I have never read that anyone was in a state for a long period of time because God wanted them there. Let me give you an example. The Israelites was not supposed to be in the wilderness for 40, uh, 40 years. That They were not supposed to be there for 40 years. What happened was they were so <laughs> just hard-headed, and everything that your grandmother wanted to be on the summers when she had you and all your cousins, they just, they didn't listen. They, it just was, and once God saw, they chose to have a hardened heart, to be disobedient, to continuously not have the things that God needs to be able to take somebody to the next level. God was like, look, I'm still going to continue on with my plan, but I can't continue with them. And so the 40 years around the mountain, that particular visual is not literally one person or a group of people going around a mountain for 40 years. It literally took them that long for that generation to die off. Now, God could have just said, oh, I can't do nothing with y'all. So real quick, all y'all stand in size order. Boom, y'all done. It's nothing else to talk about. Y'all dead. Um, new generation, come on. But God is very strategic in how he lowers one plan and raises up another, right? So he knew, although I have to wait for this first group of Israelites to die off, I also need to wait for the second group to get to the age and the strength and the stature where they can fight off the enemies and the people that they're going to have to fight off to take over the land with milk and honey. So while it may look like a waste of time to wait 40 years for something to pretty much dismantle, it was worth the 40-year wait because some of the people there needed more time to grow into the stature, to grow into the mindset. But God knew while I'm not killing off this generation, I'm raising up this, this generation and 40 years is the max that we're going to do each. I mean, just think about maybe the second generation, there probably wasn't that many in number. So God is like, I right, so I got to get a couple of y'all pregnant. So nine months, 40 weeks, and then if you take that, that, and that. Okay, so, all right, so if I wait 40, then the kids, when they grow up, they'll be at least 20. But I need, literally, I know what you guys are about to come face-to-face -face with, and so I need a certain number of y'all. So I got to get a lot of y'all pregnant, pregnant. And then I got to get y'all that are the children that are being born to get age where you can now get So I need 24. And so he probably was calculating all that. But all we see is, oh, 40 years around the mountain. You understand? 
Like when God did the second earth, it could have just been a matter of, okay, listen, <laughs> let me, he could have did the Etch-A-Sketch where he took it and was like, let me just shake up real quick. Like, done, y'all done. No, it was no. I'm just going to flood it. It's going to be a minute, um, a couple of years. But we don't know what he was doing to make sure that whatever the second earth was going to be, that it was going to sustain for the next thousands of years. You understand? We only see, oh, you just flooded it and then the water came back down eventually and then Noah let out the bird and the bird came back and was like, nah, still wet outside. He was like, oh, okay, great. And then he let him out again. Oh, okay, we can go out now because the dove didn't come back. And again, and we, we see off the surface and we don't understand what's going on underneath that. That God is never going to just be this hurry up, copy and paste kind of God. He's making sure that the foundation is strong enough for anything that will be, will be built on it for years to come. You understand? I'm sure he saw what went wrong with the first group of Israelites and was like, woof, yeah, y'all didn't believe and y'all seen that after 400 years, I rescued you. So now if they, the first group of Israelites didn't believe and they literally saw the plagues, they saw the 400 years and screaming out to him. And then, okay, you know what? Now he rescued. They saw the Red Sea. They saw so many things. It's like, how you don't believe? How? Now you got the second group of Israelites who are not privy to all of that. They wasn't there with that. Them folks was born on the way too, probably. Some of them probably knew it, but by word of mouth. You see what I'm saying? So what do you need to instill in this second group of Israelites that will make them believe more than the first group who actually saw God's work in hand? Do you understand that? Bruh, um, I'm going to say it again. I'm dangerous. <laughs> because what I read in this Bible now, stop playing with me. H how I walk with, with God now, stop playing with me. How I listen to the Holy Spirit and I really make sure that I got my ear to the Holy Spirit streets. Stop playing with me. There's a certain amount of things you can do that's just like, nah, I'm not going to let you just do what you want and think that, um, that I'm confused on the power that I have. Okay? Went ahead. I'm, I'm, you know I'm always going to bring a conversation back to the Bible, right? You know I read in the NLT version. Let's just go extremely, just fast, quick, and in a hurry. Okay, great. So Matthew 18. <laughs> and I'm going to start at verse 18. This is Jesus speaking. Because um, one of my elders taught me that if it's in red, it's what Jesus said. So Jesus is talking, okay? Uh, I tell you the truth. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. 19. I also tell you this. If two of you agree here on earth concerning Anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. 20, for where two or three gather together as my followers, I am there among them. Sir, did you, ma'am, did you just hear what I said? Other versions of it says, you know, it's the old school, what you loose here on earth will be loosed in heaven. And when you bind on earth, it will be bound. In. That literally means that when you get whatever report from whomever doctor that he thought, she thought they got a good degree and they come and say something, you say, I bind it in the mighty name of Jesus, that whatever this ailment is that's continuing to try to 
present itself in my bloodline. I wash it with the blood of Jesus. I bind it on earth and I bind it in heaven for generations to come. I, and you, you, you see what I'm, I'm talking about? Get in your press, get in your pocket, ma'am, sir. Stop playing. Get dangerous. Act like you know the word. And then, dare I say, comma, use it. Bro, he said if two or more, if two or three are gathered and y'all ask anything. So you mean like, I mean, not like making God your genie, but you saying like if something is a desire of my heart or if I'm unclear about something or if I just don't want to waste my time in this dating streets and I just want to know the intent of a person or if I don't want to waste my time jumping from career to career, I'm just going to ask you to just make it plain. Uh, and then I get with another person who either has my best interests at heart or they believe just as much as me, whatever the case may be. But if I get with one more person and I say, um, hey, God, uh, in the name of Jesus, I'm asking for and I go ahead and do that, that God is not going to grant that just because I went ahead and, you know, I I skipped the line real quick, but the fact that Jesus will be there in that conversation. So God looks down, sees that conversation, sees Jesus, and then sees us. And it's like, oh, let me go ahead and answer that. Like, that's how that works. Ma'am, sir. Yes. <laughs> yes. When I say I'm dangerous, I'm not saying that the clay that got produced on June 28th at its maximum capacity, okay, right? Um, is this the most, you know, for tough, tough lawn, and, you know, just unbreakable? It's none of that. It's I know what I know now, okay? It's like the person that gets real cocky with a cop, like, I know my rights. No, no, because <laughs> section code, and then they go into it, you like, oh, bro, you been in the... Oh, you've been in them law books. Oh, yeah, you've been reading, reading, because I didn't even know. No, sir, I have a right to A, B, and C, and I'm recording because Georgia is a one consent. But, like, you know all of them? Oh, <laughs> let me start Let me start Googling some, uh, some, some law facts, because you got me looking. Whew, I don't even, okay, I don't. I shouldn't be living in the state. I don't know my rights, right? You know what? And we'll get to that at another time because that's between me and the Lord, and I'm still somebody's good, good grandbaby. But that's what I mean. Do you see how confident those people are when they know their rights? You see how confident someone is that they're like, mm-mm. No, sir, I have the title to this car. I get to say how much I'm selling it for. <laughs> no, no, no. The house is paid off. So any offer that comes through, I'm not thirsty for it. I get to pick and choose who I'm going to allow. No, can't let you do that. Uh, I know that this is a holiday sale, okay? You're not going to be able to sell me that on full whatever. No, I know that I'm a rewards member. And so we have a different set of rules that we get to follow. So, yes, there is a two-day shipping. When, it, when you know what you know, you walk different. Oh, you don't even have to scream. Oh, I'll show your manager. you just like, real quick, what's the number to corporate? No, it's the number of corporate. That's what I'm asking you. Awesome. And you're, I didn't get your, your name. And you could be furious about something. You could be actually really upset. But, but because you know how this process works, why am I getting upset with you? Why? For what? My son went to um, New York the other day. Them folks canceled the flight because of whatever the weather is, whatever their reason was, and they went ahead and booked them for the next day. Uh, I called the airport. Uh, the air flight customer service so fast uh it was a, like a uh 
a four-day holding. But, um, you know, only the strong survived. And I went ahead and held on. And just as sweet as I'm talking to you, um, I said, hey. And I told him the situation. I was like, so I'm just looking for compensation for that minor inconvenience. She was like, um, let me put you on hold. This Absolutely. So she came back on and was like, well, this is not usually something that we um, – that we refund or reimburse for, but because of the inconvenience and we're really, really sorry, the best I can do is give you, and she said the number was just pretty much 50% off of the ticket that I paid for and was like, that's the best we can do. So I was like, oh, that's the best that you can. She was like, yeah, because, because air traffic control actually canceled that and it wasn't any fault of our own and this, that, and the third, and it was a safety issue. We normally don't reimbursed for that reason but because you've been a long-time customer and you're a rewards member and blah 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 and this that and the third we'll go ahead and whatever and I said sure she that's fine she was like okay well make sure you look out for your uh voucher in an email you can check your spam you can check this that and the third and um yeah I said perfect today right before calling you I checked the voucher finally came so it was maybe about a two-day wait that's fine but uh, why didn't I get upset this is ridiculous. And I, because I already knew that as a rewards member, you got to treat me different, right? I already knew that once y'all cancel and do anything that alters, because I read the policies, so it's like, oh, okay, y'all going. I know what you normally don't reimburse for, but this time you're going to have to, okay? Because um, my baby was on that plane, and my baby's connected to me, and I'm connected to Jesus, and Jesus is connected to the phone. Yeah, so it's all going to work out. I'm sorry. So I called with the intent of knowing that before I hung that phone up that there was going to be some compensation or I was going to have to go to headquarters. Like, that's how high and calm I'm willing to do because I know what's owed to me. I'm going to say it again. I am dangerous. Dark queen duck listen do you understand what i'm trying to tell you i'm gonna give you one more thing luke 10 nlt let's start verse 17 when the 72 disciples returned they joyfully reported to him talking about jesus lord even the demons obey us when we use your name hold on pause yeah y'all confused oh that Oh, that's cute. That shocked y'all? I mean, I could understand if y'all just met me down the block like a few minutes ago. But not when you've been walking with me for a couple of years. That's another thing. I want us to start living at the level of the information we have, the experiences we've been privy to. No way that y'all came back to me as Jesus, right? No way that y'all went came back and was shocked that even demons. Uh, Lord, guess what? Guess what, though? Um, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. What you wanted him to say? Oh, snap. Stop playing. Like, what you wanted Jesus to say? And what I love about it is... uh. He met them on a level. The very next verse in 18 says, yes, he told them. I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. 19, look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. 20, 
But don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. I'm, I'm, I'm going to repeat 19 one more time because, because it needs to be. Luke 10, 19. Look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. And you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. I'm finna throw my phone. Stop playing with me. I wish you would walk on this green and blue muddy earth and not know the power you have. Stop playing with me. Stop playing with you. Okay? Stop playing with you. I went ahead over to the new Oxford uh, ministry and the bishops over there just to look up what dangerous was. Make sure I'm speaking how I want to speak and spoken the way I want to be spoken to. Okay? It's an adjective. Hmm? The definition is able or likely to cause harm or injury. Let me explain something to you. Stop playing with me. <laughs> Stop playing with me. Any plan that the enemy thought he was going to have over my life. Stop playing with me. Guess what? I got the cheat sheet. He loses every time. And no matter what the circumstance feels like, I win. No matter what the circumstance is computed to, I win. I'm going through just because it's a part of my come up. I am actually partaking in physically walking something out that has already been spiritually appointed to me. God knows what he's doing. And because I am being led by the Holy Spirit, who is better than any tourist, because that's what it actually is. You are a tourist on this thing called earth. There are levels that you have not yet discovered about you and where you're currently at in your life and where God intends for you to go. There are things that you're going to continue to have new experiences. You can still be in the same house. You can still be in the same shell of body that God gave you. You can still be at the same job, but it's going to be newness and new experiences. Oh, you trust and believe. And what I'm trying to drive home is that you don't have to go through it like you outside of the car during a car wash. No, you're very much inside of the car wash. You are very much, you're able to see the different stages, the soap, the water, the wind, the oh, and neutral. I don't have any control over the car right now. All these things. But what I'm saying to you is that you don't have to yield to those emotions. You don't have to yield to those experiences. Just be a student of what's happening around you so that if you need any of this experience later or God aligns for someone to come to you because he can trust that you're going to give them the real, then just Go ahead and write down and just have it in your heart what happened, but don't put it, don't wear it in your heart. You see what I'm saying? It's a huge difference. Document it. Don't live through it. Documented means that you remember. You remember, you are clear, you have a better understanding than what you had before. Okay, great. Living through it means and every time I think about that, I just start crying and I can't. Why are you still there? I'm not saying not to be human. But I'm saying very much that you're a spirit being, though. Don't get so attached to being a human being that you forget that you're a spirit being. Let me explain something to you. I'm dangerous. <laughs> I am. Because you can't 
you can't, dare I say, you can't wimp me in the spirit no more. As much as God is revealing to me, stop playing with me. My daddy loves me. I'm not an orphan on these human being streets. I got the Holy Spirit with me telling me what to do, what not to do, yield, cross the street, do all those. I got a personalized life assigned tutor. Then I got him praying on my behalf and, and moaning and groanings that only the Lord understands. And then I got big bro Jesus on the right side of God. Like, hey, well, just, you know, that's your grandbaby. You know, he's doing that for me. I got angels encamped around me that won't let anything hit my foot or do anything that's going to delay what God has for me. Then, then I got him assigning certain people to me. That is like, oh, you know what? God knew I needed you for this season. <laughs> this is pretty dope that I'm not leaning on them, but I'm very aware of who those people are. Then he got a hedge of protection over me and over my things. Bru I'm dangerous. Why am I dangerous? Because I know now. Why am I dangerous? Because I know now. And not only is it dangerous to know and to be aware, it's dangerous to live like that and be humble. <laughs> Stop playing with me. Stop playing with me. I'm not your average grandbaby. Stop playing with me. I'm not the average Christian. Stop playing with me. I'm not the average employee. Stop playing with me. I'm not the average mother. Stop playing with me. I'm not the average wife. Stop playing with me because I know that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And anything that God put to me is going to be done with excellence. And God said the certain things that you do, okay, that if you do it well, you get favor with both God and man. Stop playing with me. I read this Bible. I know this Bible. Stop playing with me. And I'm close to my dad. Like, I don't have a dysfunctional relationship with me and my dad. Like, my daddy loves me to the point that he'll let nothing be a surprise. He'll prepare me for everything. And even if I didn't pay attention to it or I was a little off, it's okay. He goes ahead and he accounts for that too. Stop playing with me. I'm dangerous. <laughs> What's my challenge to you? Did you feel your own little challenge kind of muffle up in there? If not, I'm going to go ahead and give you one. My challenge to you is to write down a scripture. I don't care if you got to Google power scriptures, uh, the power that was given to us, or whatever you need to do to do a good Google search. And I want you to read those scriptures that come up. And the one that makes you feel like, ooh, that feels like battery pack. That, that does something to me. It revs me up. I want you to write it out longhand, okay? We're going back to old school ways. Put it on paper. Make it plain. And I want you to put it on a sticky note. And I want it on your bathroom mirror. And I want you to digest that thing until it becomes your lifestyle. Until it becomes literally ingrained in you. So that when anything comes up in your life, you like can't get can't be afraid of this. I can't emotionally respond to this. I can't. I mean, the human being part of me wants to, but the spirit being part of me is like we already know how this works. Stop playing with me. You want me to just be a prostitute in these human being streets? 
Meaning that whoever wants a piece of me, whether it's finances, whether it's some somebody that's trying to frustrate me, whether it, you want me to just keep giving a piece of me out to the world when I already know what God's plan is for me. I know the Jeremiah 29, 11s. I know all, like I know these things. And so you cannot pimp me anymore. Become dangerous. Stop playing with you. Do you understand? Listen, I feel like you got what you needed. I do. I ain't going to hold you. You know what these conversations are. They are life-provoking conversations, conversations that not the average person is going to have with you, but who your favorite homegirl, okay? Listen, I'm I'm revved up. I ain't gonna hold you. I had to take off my <laughs> I had to take off a couple of layers because I started feeling the sweat, but that's between me and the Lord. But listen, stop playing with me. Stop playing with you. I'm dangerous. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and let you let me go. Okay. Later.